This episode is brought to you by Freeman Painting. Freeman Painting is Alabama's most reliable painting service, transforming homes and businesses by providing expert service with a proven process. Freeman Painting always gets the job done in a timely matter, giving you time to enjoy moments that matter in the spaces you love. Give the guys at Freeman Painting a call at 205-300-4848. That's 205-300-4848. Freeman Painting. We do the painting. You do life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast, where we talk Alabama and Auburn and SEC football every week. My name is Nick Norris. I'm a sports writer and a college football fanatic. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Auburn fan Justin Knight. How's it going, guys? And Alabama fan Aaron Patterson. Howdy. All right. How, how did you guys feel about, uh, about football today? Uh, I thought it was a pretty great day. Georgia lost. Florida lost. It's a good day in my books. Thought it was a pretty good day overall. We won. That's all I'm really worried about Alabama. right now. Alabama did win, and those two teams did lose, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But right off the top, I want to say that we have a new website up, so you can go to now, thegamemanagers.com. Go check it out. It's great. Yeah, go check it out. Go read some articles. Go listen to some podcasts. If you've already listened to them, listen to them again, because there's nothing like hearing four-week-old news. <laughs> Man, you really sold to, that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I really want to go check it out right now. Well, you can, actually, actually but let's wait, a, let's wait till after the podcast. You should okay. uh, at least go see the host page. Yeah, oh, the post yes. page is good. Yeah, that's definitely the I, best page. I was pretty proud of that. It's quality meme. So today we're going to talk about uh, Alabama's win over Texas A&M, Auburn's bye week and what they can improve on, uh, Georgia losing, LSU winning, and Florida losing. So a lot of topics today, but first, Aaron, do you know what time it is? I believe so. It's time for Twitter news. Twitter news! Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Go ahead and hit us with a tweet, Aaron. All right. Yeah, come on. Let's go. <laughs> come on. What are you doing? So first is uh, from Quick Slant Enthusiast, which is Will Elliott, 22, on Twitter. He says, I just want somebody to love me as much as Belovus, uh, I, I don't know how to say his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, loves the right goalpost. And that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, saw about seven of the pretty similar tweets. That was my favorite. Yeah, he hit two off the uh, the right goalpost today. Both went in. Yeah, if you would have told me that, I would have said there was a 0% chance that either one of them were good. Uh, the next is by Texas Takeover. It says Jalen Hurts is a smug, arrogant clown. When asked about Texas OU, he said, I played in the Iron Bowl. I think I'll be just fine. What a joke. Texas OU and Michigan-Ohio State have the most 
ranked versus ranked matchups in college football history. Iron Bowl doesn't come close. Jalen in for a rude awakening. So yeah, I okay. Did, well, uh, Jalen had a pretty good Jaylen second was, half. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they did okay today. <laughs> I think he was all right. Uh, the yeah. next one is. Uh, <laughs> Next one says, Texas beats LSU and OU this year. Jalen Hurts is average on his best day. The very, that one aged poorly already. The very, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it didn't have any replies to begin with because the very first one says, well, uh, Jalen had a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was written by the creator, so I think he realized, uh, I think he realized that he, it didn't age well. He screwed up. Yeah, and going back to the one before that, I would say that the Iron Bowl and the oldest, uh, the South's oldest rivalry are both bigger than the Red River rivalry and the Michigan Ohio State. Well, game. see, when I'm thinking of Michigan Ohio State, I'm trying to think the last time. I mean, that really hasn't decided a national championship winner or who's going to go to the Big Ten championship. You know, I haven't had well, big it's, impact it's, it's games been what's in a while. kept it's kept Michigan out uh, a couple times in the recent years. Um, but well, you haven't had a national championship out of that game, like from that a winner. <laughs> yeah, like you do from Alabama Auburn, even though it's usually Alabama. It's one sided, but uh, I would probably have to say, other than Army Navy, that those three games, the Iron Bowl, Texas, the Red River rivalry, and Michigan Ohio State are probably the probably the three biggest rivalries in college football. Oh, those are the three biggest. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're big games, but I would say the Iron Bowl is the biggest, in my opinion. I feel like my chair is just squeaking right into the mic, so I'm sorry about that, and about the dog that's barking in my ear right outside the window. Hope that yeah, hope we, the mic I, doesn't I, pick that up. I've got one outside my window too, on the other side of the house. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, the next well, one. Uh, is by Saturday Down South. It says Bar Tab in Athens, $50. Tickets to the game, $100. UGA playing against a backup QB, winless. <laughs> it's actually their third string. Third string because the backup got hurt. Yeah. 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 Every, every team from now on will be uh, playing their backup against Georgia. I don't know what <laughs> Kirby Smart, <laughs> who has cursed him with this, but. Yeah. Our kryptonite kickers, his is backup quarterbacks. I think Florida's looking pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the next one says uh, Georgia finally stopped copying Alabama, and it has a picture of the scoreboard <laughs> of both <laughs> games. thought that was pretty good. That's funny. Yeah, because the, uh, the joke there recently, they copied the stadium lights, the red lights, and then they copied the, the care, package. care packages. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they just they want to be out there so bad. Uh, <laughs> so the next one is uh, Matt from The Ostrich and uh, says, What a win for Coach OU and LSU. You have to wonder what he told his players before the game. I'm sure they are wondering too. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the best yeah. one. I love it when he gets excited too. I was listening to uh, to him talk after the game. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that was. It's good. even worse when he's excited. <laughs> it's it's. So <laughs> <bad. laughs> Go Tigers! <laughs> Go Tigers! 
Uh, all right. Now, the last two, you're going to have to go look up your own, but I promise it's worth it. it we'll retweet them on the uh, the game managers. Yeah, because they're Twitter, both videos. At TGM Pot. So the first one is, is at someone's an idiot on Twitter. It says, flashback, two years ago today, Jay Freely, a man CBS literally hired as a kicking expert for their games, watched the kick and thought he made it. Just go watch the, go watch the video oh, on yeah. that tweet. That was hilarious. Oh, man. I had forgotten about this until you sent it to me the other night, and I, <laughs> that was, I was rolling. Yeah, that wasn't even close, man. <laughs> and then <laughs> Nobody this. else even... This yeah. right Nobody was even saying is by anything. Far my favorite. That video is very, very funny. But this one, this one, is by far my favorite. It's at Jimbo Slice four nine two on Twitter. It says, "Why is Jim Harbaugh in an audience of this episode of Judge Judy?" <laughs> <laughs> Just. Just pans through the 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 uh, audience real quick. It's just Harbaugh just sitting there randomly in a Judge Judy episode. It's so funny. Yeah, that was a good one too. That's a weird dude. That's all I got. (laughs) Well, that was a that was a good segment this week, Aaron. Great Uh, segment. Now we're gonna jump into our next segment: Tide versus Tigers trivia. This week we've got. Manny and John calling in, uh, and they're going to be playing for a koozie and a keychain. This week's segment of Tide vs. Tigers Trivia is brought to you by Metal Central. Metal Central, located in Jasper, is your source for metal roofing that lasts a lifetime. Metal Central also offers metal building packages, custom trim, doors, and more to complete any job. Call Metal Central for a quote today, 205-385-7575. That's 205-385-7575. All right, now let's get into today's segment of Tide vs. Tigers Trivia. Hello, this is Manny. Hey, Manny. Where are you calling from? Calling from Athens, Alabama. Athens, Alabama. We also have John on the phone. John, where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I'm calling from Opelika. Opelika. All right, well, Manny's going to be representing the Crimson Tide in today's trivia, and uh, John will be representing the Auburn Tigers. Manny, we're going to start out with you. Aaron, you got the first question. All right, Manny, one of the greatest athletes Bear Bryant ever coached. This Hall of Fame quarterback was drafted by the New York Jets in the first round of the 1965 of 1965 draft and nicknamed Broadway. Who was it? John Hammond. Correct. All right, John, we're moving on to you. How many Heisman Trophy winners did Auburn have in the 1970s and 1980s? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, the, how many Heisman winners did Auburn have in the 1970s and 1980s? What? I know, I know they have three total. Right. Well, you asked for the 70s and 80s, but I'm just trying to. I, in the 80s, Bo Jackson. Right. I think the first guy was in his late 60s. So yeah, one Bo Jackson. That was close. Pat Sullivan actually won it in 71. All right, Manny. How many national championships did Alabama win in the 1970s? In the 1970s, mm, one. I think it was eight. It was three. 
three national championships in the in the seventies there. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're getting close. John, you ready for the next question? Yep, yep ready. All right. In 1993, Auburn capped its undefeated season by beating Alabama 22 to 14 at Jordan Hare Stadium. Auburn looked to be in trouble when early in the game. Not only were they losing, but the starting quarterback Stan White got injured. His replacement came in and was simply amazing, leading the Tigers to a comeback victory. Who was he? That's uh, Patrick Nix. Patrick Nix, father of current quarterback Bo Nix. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got him, got him tied up. All right, Manny. Uh, who set an Alabama uh, record for most rushing yards in Scores in the uh, nine to seven win against Michigan. All right, Manny. Born in nineteen sixty five, this biscuit won the Lombardi Award. He was drafted in first in the first round of nineteen eighty seven by the Indianapolis Colts, but was traded in the trade of the decade to the Buffalo Bills due to a contract dispute where he was a star linebacker. It's nineteen sixty five. He was born. And nicknamed oh, a biscuit. I actually met this man when I was a kid at the Iron Bowl. Oh, what? Years, didn't it? That's right. Right. That's that's right. Number ninety-seven. Yeah. That dude is huge. He was a big guy. That's that's right. All right, John. All right. Prior to being Great. called, prior to being called the Tigers, by what other names had Auburn's athletic teams been called? Prior to the Tigers. Well, I've always thought they were called the Tigers. Well, that's correct. They have always been the Tigers. Trick question. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Manny, last question. Bear Bryant lost only two home games during his 25 years at Alabama. Name the two teams that he lost to. Oh, man. At home. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure one is... Now remember, this was when the Iron Bowl was still played in Birmingham, so it wouldn't be Auburn. Yes, sir. Yeah. Two teams that he lost to at home. Texas A&M. And Kentucky. No, those are good guesses, though. But it was actually Florida and Southern Miss, if you can believe it. Oh, Southern Miss. (laughs) 
That's actually the only game I made it to this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that game's got a lot of history, with, even with, like, Pro Throw. Yeah, it does. There, there's uh, Also with Auburn, too. Southern Miss has, has beaten Auburn a few times, I believe. <laughs> All right, John. Last question. In 2003, Auburn won the Capital One Bowl as a heavy underdog against a Penn State team with Heisman finalist Larry Johnson at running back. The Auburn defense held him under 80 yards on the day, while this second-string Auburn running back stole the spotlight, gaining 180-plus yards. Who was that other running back? 2003. 2003? Who was the first running back? That was uh, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. 2003, I'm going to say uh, Cadillac Lee. That's wrong, actually. That was a good guess. It was uh, Ronnie Brown. Oh, yeah. Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cadillac uh, really came in the spotlight in the next year, No four. Yeah. Yeah. That was an incredible backfield, though. Oh, it, yeah, well, I, it definitely was. A uh, good good couple years for Auburn. <laughs> but all right, uh, that was uh, Manny, I believe, that took the, the win on this one. All Just right. edged him out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, congratulations, Manny. Good. Uh, appreciate y'all having us on here and... <clears throat> Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you both you guys. Uh, Manny, I'll get your uh, contact information and I'll message you for that and uh, we'll get these prizes sent right over to you. Sounds great. Appreciate y'all. All right. Y'all have a good, good one. Good game, John. Yep. Thank you. War Eagle. And Manny will be going home this week with the Alabama koozie and keychain uh, for this week's prize and next week we'll be doing it again with a different prize. So if you're interested in playing go on our facebook like and comment on the post <clears throat> we'll be posting next week and uh and yeah we'll be in the running to play all right so let's talk about georgia first <laughs> let's talk about them what was what were your takeaways from this game <laughs> both of you from is overrated overrated yeah. i agree <laughs> and i bet they are really really missing justin fields right about now yeah, I've seen that a lot on Twitter, too. A lot of people talking about uh, wishing uh, <laughs> Justin Fields was still around because Fromm threw three picks today. One of them wasn't really his fault, but uh, two of them very much were. Yeah, I saw the – believe they're we'll see here. five when he throws more yeah. than 30, uh, 30 passes, and I thought that was pretty surprising. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, I mean, this season he's only had to throw the ball like 15, 20 times a game. <laughs> He hasn't had to do anything because the running game's been really good. And so, so today that finally backfired. So Georgia entered the, the uh, home game against South Carolina, a 23.5 point favorite. That didn't work out mm. too well. They ended up going in double overtime. <laughs> and, how, about uh, these, how about these terrible kickers too, man? They're just <laughs> head cases. Yeah. Well, see, Georgia's kicker, though, he's one of the all-time best in yeah, the SEC. He's and I don't know how he missed kicker. that one today. He had a a tough time today. So, uh, going back to Jake Fromm, he was 28 for 51, 295 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, a 30. And one of them, a pick six that changed the game. Yeah. On the other side, Holinsky went uh, 15 for 20 for 116 yards and a touchdown. And then Joyner went went six for 12 for 39 yards. 
So both both their quarterbacks did all right. I say I thought. Yeah, see, I thought this might be the year for Georgia just because I thought. I mean, I think they really have a great defense, but I don't know where in the world they go from here now. <laughs> Better one. I mean, now yeah. I don't. Well, I don't know if they'll beat Florida. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be a very good game. Yeah, I don't know what could happen in that game after I, watching them today. Yeah, after watching them the last couple of weeks, that just they yeah really because they struggled impressive. with. Yeah, they and struggled Florida with Tennessee has. last week. Yeah. Now the the defense played well. They only allowed seventeen. They only gave up. Yeah, and the seventeen, one of them was a pick six. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they gave up a uh, hundred and forty two yards rushing, which isn't great. But um, and then they gave up one hundred and fifty five receiving. So but I mean, their offense only... was. I mean, the defense was on the field the whole game, so that was a, yeah. a more understandable. Also, uh, they didn't allow a single. Rushing touchdown, and there's only one receiving touchdown. Let's <laughs> yeah. so. well, say I don't understand how in the world, if you're Georgia, do you lose a game like this at home? Once again, I just I don't understand how you blow games like this. Yeah, I was very surprised too with it being in Athens. Yeah, I mean, I get that everyone has a bad game, but but at home, goodness gracious, this was ugly. Yeah. Um. I think this makes it a really compelling argument for who's going to win the East, though. Yeah, um, really. I mean, Florida really has a great chance now, even after losing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Do you, uh, do you think Florida will be ranked higher than Georgia in the next rankings? I think, uh, they, sh- I think they should be, but I don't know I don't, if they will. I don't, they won't. I think Georgia will probably drop down to, like, eight, seven or eight. Well, Georgia's dropping from three, and Florida's <laughs> dropping from seven. Is that right? Seven yeah. or eight? Yeah, so, so I think Florida will be like ten maybe. But Florida's loss is so much better than Georgia's. <laughs> yeah, but you know how these rankings can be sometimes. Yeah, so Georgia I does know. have a good win over Notre Dame, but Florida also has a good win over Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. So, Did, you, uh, did either of you realize that all three of uh, Fromm's interceptions were picked off by the same guy? I did, yeah. He's I did. player of the game, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or de- at least defensive yeah. player of the game. I mean, he, he ain't going to shoot Mc- from that. Makuaba? Yeah. Makumu? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But. Yeah. Amazing game. Yeah. Yes. Know, I would probably, I would probably put Florida above Georgia right now. It probably won't happen. I don't think it will either, but that's probably – I would probably put them above them. Because, I mean, Florida, we'll talk – I know we'll talk about that later, but, I mean, they surprised me tonight how they played against LSU. Yeah, so if if they if you were to pit them against each other right now, who would you pick? I'd say Florida because Florida's yeah, got a Florida really good well. defense. What do, you um, think I mean, the, what do you think the point I, spread would be or I, should be in your mind? Uh, it'd probably be like Florida – one and a half, maybe. Probably something like that. Yeah, real close. Yeah. Because uh, I think they're both really even. Their offenses aren't that good, but they have two solid defenses. I would take yeah. Florida, especially after tonight with the way they utilized, um, I think he's number five, their third-string quarterback. I guess, I guess he's oh, the yeah. primary. The way yeah. they used him tonight, because they, they've struggled running the ball. Of course, yeah, they've they played have. Auburn and, you know, now LSU. They, but 
they've still struggled running the ball, and the way they utilized him and from and that tight end, I think I think I would take them over Georgia right now. Well, this is Florida's got um, they go to South Carolina next week, uh, then they get a bye week right before they host Georgia. So yeah, if I'm Florida, I wouldn't take South Carolina lightly after today. So or is that, is, that, is that game at a neutral site? It is, isn't it? Florida, uh, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. It's always at, yeah. It's always in so, Jacksonville. Oh, uh, Florida. Believe. Yeah, Florida, right. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the cocktail yeah. party. Or, yeah. Sorry, I said host, but um, yeah. So uh, both Georgia and Florida have a bye week going into that game. Georgia's got Kentucky next in the bye, and then November second, we'll have Florida versus Georgia, presumably for the East. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Although Georgia could beat Florida and then lose to LSU, and if Florida <laughs> won out, they'd still that's they'd still that's go. true. So it's going to be a good game, though. It's going to be really interesting. I agree. <clears throat> See uh, how Fromm boun- uh, bounces back. This was not a good week for uh, fans <laughs> in Georgia, especially for Atlanta teams. Oh yeah, oh, man, <laughs> no. forgot the about Braves that. going down this that past was week. Too. It was hard to 11 watch. Eleven runs in the first inning. That was Ten or eleven, embarrassing. Yeah, very hard to watch. That's yeah. that's George and then the sports, Falcons, though. of course, uh, not being very they, hot. The Falcons suck. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're bad. No <laughs> they, getting they around are. that. Well, let's move on to um, LSU Florida. Let's move on into that. What, uh, boy? Your first thoughts coming from this game. Um, like I said, I thought I was impressed with how Florida played. I Going into the game, I didn't think it'd be close, just with how banged up Florida was and the amount of turnovers they had last week against Auburn. But I, I think I'm just more surprised about how bad LSU's defense is. I, I'm, I'd never think an LSU defense would be this bad, but it's really not that good. I, wouldn't, I didn't think Florida would be able to move the ball like they did. But... Once again, well, Joe Burrow is looking like a Heisman candidate. I don't think that they were necessarily that bad. Like, they still are very I mean, talented in the secondary. I yeah. think it was more impressive just the way Florida was able to convert on third down and keep drives alive and just, you know, driving down the field instead of just scoring in two minutes. They take five minutes off the clock each drive. Yeah. And, uh, the way they like again, the way they use that, um, that uh, third quarterback to uh, uh, put some some of the running game together definitely uh, helps them out. I don't forward. like how much they run, how much they run Trask with the bad knee. Yeah, I don't they ran, like that. Like they the ran last him too play much. with the option, I, I don't get that. It was like, a dumb call. Some. There's, yeah, some stuff I don't I don't quite understand, but I think yeah, other than I was, there was only one real bad play that number five made while throwing the ball. Other than that, I thought he looked pretty good throwing the ball too. He just must yeah. be real young, and uh, yeah, he's a freshman, so he he looks pretty good too though. But yeah. I'm still going back to how in the world was Felipe Franks. Starting over, over either one of those guys. 
Yeah, I don't know how he's starting up. Trask has been Man, there for what four years now. I don't get it. I do it not make get it. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a good game. Yeah, he went uh, 23 for 39, 310 yards, three touchdowns, and an uh, interception. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty pretty good stats. So my first, my initial thought from this game is that, I, like you, Justin, I was impressed with Florida. Uh, the 42-28 score makes it look worse than what it was, really, because one of those scores came late. But um, yeah, to me, it seems like this Florida team, the beginning of the season was it just hadn't come together and now they're coming together while the opposite is happening at Georgia it almost feels like they're falling apart yeah um, and I'm not sure why that is I think that uh, Kyle Trask maybe has a, a good uh, maybe he's, he's a good leader or maybe um, Felipe is they kind of rallied around his injury I don't know but or Felipe's just a terrible quarterback and a better guy. <laughs> I'm going with in. that take, personally. That's, that's possible, too. Um, I mean, but, you got to like Trask. I mean, he's a committed dude. He, had, he hadn't started a game since his, what, sophomore year of high school? Yeah, ninth grade. <laughs> he was yeah. a back- JV game. I think it was yeah. his freshman year of high school. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he was a backup quarterback. Game. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to love how committed he is to the team. Which, by not the transfer way, anywhere. what was the quarterback – I want to know who started over him. What happened to that guy? It was, yeah, I don't know, but it was a top remember. recruit. Yeah. Well, Joe Burrow, he was the uh, he was a star again tonight. He went twenty one for twenty four, which is uh, pretty great. <laughs> I think he I mean, didn't get his. his I don't no, think he had ahead. a second incompletion until uh, like midway through the third quarter. Yeah, I mean his completion percentage for the season is. Amazing. I mean, it's it's almost at eighty percent. I think it's yeah. incredible. He had uh, two hundred ninety three yards through the air and three touchdowns, um, and then he carried it six times for forty three yards. Yeah, I and will say I, I've been surprised with me too. Yeah, I, I was just yeah, I was just. About I to hate say. to say it because I do not like the guy personally, but <laughs> a lot yeah, of people I'll, don't. Um, yeah. But you can't can't deny that he's doing pretty well. He's one I was about to say when, he's, he's felt the same way about Baker Mayfield too. I never was a big fan yeah. of him. Well, yeah, when he came into the season, see the same to me. Talking about how they were going to score 40, 50 points a game, I was like, okay, LSU, yeah. But I'm, I doubted him too, and this has been such an impressive start. Yeah, so it really has. And I think it's. I mean, of course, it's going to come down to LSU Bama for the West. So. I'm still feeling Bama right now. I'm still. I am too because LSU's not going to be able to stop Alabama. Yeah, that's going to be a shootout. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, that Alabama will be able to put up more points against their defense than LSU would be able to put up against but Alabama's. It's going to be a shootout, though. Oh, absolutely. It'll be a high-scoring game. Yeah, it won't be the nine to six game of old. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is true. Um, yeah, so uh, where do you think – how do you think these teams fare for the rest of the season? Florida, of course, has got Georgia left, but then they've got uh, Vandy, Mizzou, and Florida State, which all th- those three should be easy wins. I think Florida should win the East Yeah. at this point. They should win it. 
Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, I just don't see Georgia coming back and impressing me too much. Uh, I, yeah, I don't Right either. now, I'm taking Florida to probably win out. And, um, yeah, I think I, – I still think Georgia's a good matchup for uh, Auburn. I think they possibly dropped that game, so – I, I could, I could see, uh, Florida. I could see Georgia with uh, three losses at the end of the year. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, LSU, they have left on the schedule. Um, they get a bye weekend and they get Arkansas. Oh, I'm sorry. They have uh, they get Mississippi State, um, Auburn at home. Then they have a bye week. Then they're at Alabama, at Ole Miss, Arkansas, and then Texas A&M at home. They have a much difficult road ahead than Florida in my does opinion. L- does LSU have to play Georgia this year? Um, no. They don't this year. regular okay. season. Yeah. But they do have Auburn, Alabama, and Texas A&M all left. Yeah, so you never know, but LSU's looking, they're in the driver's seat right now. Them and Alabama yeah. for the West. I think so too. Yeah, whoever, I think whoever wins that game is going to be playing uh, in the SEC championship, but yeah, you never I know. Agree. Auburn might, uh, might make some noise and, and change that. Yeah, I guess you never know. What's just tough for Auburn, though, is that because they already have an SEC loss, they have to win. They have to beat LSU and Alabama and Georgia because if they yeah. just drop one of those, they have two losses and See, they that's won't get the, in. That's the thing. I think if they were to lose to LSU, they would need the hope LSU somehow loses – <laughs> three games. <laughs> yeah, you need them. You need them to lose at least two games, and then Alabama to lose at least two games, or uh, three, I guess. Well, Alabama um, can lose two if you beat them, because then you yeah, have to tie against them. If you lost yeah, you got LSU's got to lose three, so right. it'd be pretty much impossible. Yeah, it would be. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with both of these teams, and I'm excited to see how they do the rest of the year. I'm glad that the SEC is kind of back, and uh, it seems like in the last well, last year and so that we've and this past few months at the beginning that the SEC was a little a little bit down, not very much, but not as strong yeah. as it used to be. And right now, it seems really strong. Yeah, except for Vandy. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk yeah. about Vandy. Let's just yeah. let's just pretend they don't exist. Oh, they need I mean, to know people know that they exist. <laughs> they need to know people know just how bad they, they are. Were, they were a 15-point favorite today, correct? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And they lost by more 24? than that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> insane. That's like UNLV. Who's also 1-4. and four, Who got whipped yeah. by Wyoming <laughs> in teams of that <laughs> nature. So. Yeah, and that cost, us, um, well, that cost me some... Uh, some points it, on the SEC poll that we're in. It did not cost me any because I it didn't cost either UNLV. one of you. Both of you got three points off that game. Great yep. pick, Aaron. Great pick. You're the only two to pick them out of the like eleven in this pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you know, Vandy just keeps letting me down, and yeah, I'm a little behind right now, so I need to catch up anyways. <laughs> and those because the spr- if the spread's more than 10 we get three points in our pool yeah. so i was like i'm just gonna take a chance because if anybody's bound to screw this up it's gonna be vandy. It's vandy so that's a you know the risk reward was there yeah because i went with vandy last week against old miss i was like oh what the heck i need some points 
And, I mean, they got whipped, so I was like, there ain't no way I'm ever picking Bandy again. <laughs> well, before we get into Alabama and Auburn, let's talk about, just really quick, Mississippi State and Tennessee, because Tennessee got a win today. Yeah. Conference win. Yeah. I, that was a – I'm not surprised because I picked them to win that game too. Um, the way they played against Georgia last week, I was like, Tennessee's going to handle Mississippi State today. And they did – they've kind of bounced back, which we were talking about this, of course, early in the season. We're like, we don't even see them winning an SEC <laughs> game this season. And yeah, they played – um, They played Georgia – yeah, they played well. After the way they played Georgia and before uh, I knew that Georgia – was going to uh, somehow fumble that game. Uh, I was thinking, you know, I could see Mississippi State going into Tennessee and not playing real well and getting beat. But by no means did I think Tennessee was going to beat them, and I think it was a little bit of both. So, man, how about how I'm still still surprised? How about how bad Mississippi State is? Yeah, they they uh, suck. Three and three. Okay, so (laughs) let's see who they got left on the schedule. So they just lost to Tennessee. They're going to travel to LSU next week. Hey, they got Bama at home. Then they uh, they got Texas A&M at home. Or no, mm-hmm. they, no, no, no. They got LSU at home. They travel to Texas A&M, travel yeah. to Arkansas, get Alabama at home, get Abilene Christian <laughs> at home, whoever <laughs> that is, and then, uh, of course, the Egg Bowl. There's a very good chance that this team doesn't get bowl eligible. I'm saying five and seven. Yeah, I think that's a a fair guess. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say they edge out Arkansas. They get, they beat Abilene Christian. So you're saying six and six? No, I think yeah, I think five and seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they'll well, beat Ole Miss. They'll beat Ole Miss. So I'm gonna yeah, say so six, be and six and six. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think they'll beat Arkansas. I mean, they may not. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at this point. Arkansas played Kentucky pretty well today. The Arkansas should have won today. Yeah. Arkansas plays so up and down, it's insane. Yeah. For a team that's so bad, you would think they would at least, you know, try and win every game. But they play so up and down. They'll lose to San Jose State by 24 <laughs> and then play up to Texas A&M. Or, you know, I Make, just don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't think anything makes makes much sense in uh, in Arkansas right now. So no, <laughs> <laughs> a new coach maybe. Yeah, that, oh, that makes he's sense. only been there for a year. Hey, only. Uh, how long has he been there? Uh, two. This is or second is this year. This is a second. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. Yeah, this was a weird hire. I didn't really understand it. Yeah, with Chad Morris. But, yeah. Um, I thought. I mean, he had a losing record at SMU. Well, so. the rumors are that they nearly had Gus. Yeah, before. and that's funny. Man, I would, now that SMU, I'm pretty sure they, they're still undefeated. I don't they, think they played today. They are. They're 6-0. So that is funny. Yeah. yeah, he left getting just wrecked at SMU to come to Arkansas and lose to, <laughs> to San Jose State and North Texas last year. And yeah. <laughs> Man. Just imagine if Gus would have gone to Arkansas. Yeah, How different I, I everything would know. be. <laughs> they, I mean, they'd be better than they are. <laughs> I think they well, would be better, a little better because I think he could have be recruited. Yeah, I think he would have recruited um, some offensive talent. But other than that, I, well, was, I mean, I know that Gus has gotten a lot of flack this past <laughs> week, but Gus is, I think, a good coach. 
He's not a great coach, but he's better than Chad Morris. Well, yeah, he's yes. better than Chad I think Morris, they would yeah. be better. I just don't think they would have many more wins under their belt. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely not I too many more conference wins. I think they would have uh, San Jose State, surely. But <laughs> Yeah, you'd hope so. Well, uh, we're going to talk about Alabama and Auburn, but before we do that, I think it's time that Knight gives us some questions. Knight needs to know. Knight needs to know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back. Yeah, I would like to know how it makes sense. <laughs> now this is looking like a bad idea. Right, what is y'all ready? number one on? All right. Knight needs to know. Number one, Knight needs to know. Where in the world does Georgia go from here after losing to South Carolina? Well, first they go home and uh, they cry themselves probably to sleep. probably take a shower. They're probably pretty stinky boys. <laughs> they probably now. need to take a shower. They probably need to, <laughs> probably uh, need to, probably need to stay in there and cry a while. Yeah. I'd be probably crying need a little to, um, to text their girlfriends and make sure they haven't dumped them. Uh, they need to uh, text Justin Fields and say, please come back, sweetheart. <laughs> so sorry. And then we'll they need to go to the uh, practice facility and get to work because this team yeah. is. And they uh, need to uh, question, um, question uh, some of Kirby Smart's yeah decisions. Yeah, his uh, his coaching in big time moments. Otherwise, I think it's great, but he he makes some he like calling timeouts at certain times. Like, oh, he had a terrible timeout today. He sure yeah, did. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. A very he, costly he just, one. That and some. Uh, you know, some certain plays he runs. And then after that, yeah, they need to go to that practice facility and uh, actually work like they said they were last year when they were like, we should have got in. We're going to beat Texas. Oh, we're going to work so hard. I'm so, so glad Texas about it and getting them. embarrassed again. They probably should go and uh, fix a few things if they want to win the East. Yeah, really. Well, for, they get uh, Kentucky next week, so that should be – an easy win as long as they play better than they did today. I gotta Ooh. say though, I'm pulling for the Let's big go blue. Kentucky. It's just so easy to pull for Kentucky. They're such a likable program. <laughs> just because they're yeah. they used to be kind of the Vandy of the SEC and last year they had a nice year. Not not this year, but uh, then Georgia gets a bye before they play Florida. Uh, and then they have Missouri travel to Auburn um, have Texas A&M and then go to Georgia Tech to finish out the year. So they still I have think, a pretty difficult schedule ahead. So if they lose to Kentucky or Florida, I think their the rest of their season is donezo. I don't I think mean, they're losing to K- Kentucky. But if they lose to Florida, I think they realize it's over. And then I think Missouri comes in and beats them as well. I think Auburn might even beat them. And then I think – I've already said this multiple times. I think Auburn wins that game too. I think they lose to Florida. They lose to Auburn. And I think there's a good chance they lose to Texas A&M. There's a good chance. Oh, they play Texas A&M. Okay. There's a good chance that this is a four loss. Do they play it in Kyle Field? They have Texas A&M at home. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, the way Texas A&M – 
I think Georgia would win that one. I mean, Texas A&M's a better team than they, South Carolina. Yeah, they are, but I It's not saying much now. Yeah. Well, let's not forget, they're going to be beat up by this time. They got Florida, Missouri, Auburn, <coughs> and then go into Texas A&M. Yeah, There's no so bye week in those four well, games. Texas A&M's already beat up. Yeah, and Texas yeah. A&M will be more beat up at that time, too. I mean, that's true. But they get um, a little bit of a break before Georgia because they get a bye week and then South Carolina. And then All Georgia. I'm saying is either Georgia either wins out or they end up with three losses in the regular season. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say they end up with at least, at least three losses and that there's a chance that they get four. But, I mean, they obviously have the talent to uh, pull it together and win out, so we'll see. We will see. All right. My second question. As of right now, what is your prediction for Alabama LSU? That's a good question because uh, I don't know. I predict a high-scoring shootout, um, but I, I think that Alabama will pull away with it. Not pull away with it, but they're going to edge them out. And I think that <coughs> this will be a game that's probably like around like, I don't know, 52 to 45, something like that. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. Not as high scoring as LSU Texas A&M last year, but oh, no. not going to get in the 70s. <laughs> or I don't even think both teams get in the 50s, but I think that Alabama may. So this is one of those where those three key things is, you know, turnovers, discipline with penalties, and then field position. You just got to play the game like it's supposed to be played because they're both extremely, extremely good. So uh, I'm pretty confident Alabama will take care of them. But, uh, um, yeah, they, they just... Alabama's got to fix the penalty problem. Yeah. And um, their def- and and the defense, defense has to uh, yeah. has to call some turnovers. Yeah. I think we saw an improved defense today, but I think we're going to need a little bit more improvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you all. I think uh, Alabama will probably just edge them out. I'd love to see LSU win. I mean, that's just my bias speaking. Sure. But I just – there's no way LSU's defense is going to stop Alabama the way they've looked so far this season. Yeah, I agree. I think that Alabama's defense will put up more of a fight than LSU's defense will. I don't think that fight will be too much, though. I think if this game was at LSU, that LSU would take it away. But because it is at Alabama, I think Alabama will win it. <clears throat> All right. I think I'd be a little worried if it was a Death Valley at- Seven o'clock. A little more worried, but I still think Alabama would find a way. I mean, we haven't lost to them since two thousand and eleven. They're yeah. used to playing in the, you know. Yeah. But that streak I, I isn't going to last be, forever. <laughs> it's got to. It's got to uh, happen yeah, at some point. I'm just saying, I don't think the moment would be too big for them. Like I think, I think they'd be able to handle it. All right. Last thing I need to know. If we're talking about this, Mississippi State have a, a losing season. If they have a losing season, do you think they move on with a new coach? Um, it's possible. I mean, I think it's something that's definitely talked about. Um, How long has he been there? One or two? Two? 
This is third this is year, I think. Or is this his second? Oh, is this third? Uh, this might be his third. Mullen's only been going. This is only Mullen's second year, right? At Florida. So maybe this is only his second year. I think so. Still, he's he's um, he's been on the hot seat a little bit already, and uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if they let him go, but it's hard to build a program in two years. It is. It is. Yeah, and, uh, and they're on yeah, academic so this probation. Is, this is Joe Moorhead's second year, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think the uh, UAB's a head coach, you think he'll make his way into an SEC team possibly next year? I think Bill Clark is going to make his way into a big team. I think that he'd be a good hire for maybe an Arkansas or maybe Vandy. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that he's going to get a big job, whether that's in the SEC or not. I think that that's coming. See, I, I think it's coming at the end of this year. See, I feel like he's going to wait for the right moment. I think he's comfortable where he's at. I think he likes it. He likes the challenge, and I think. He doesn't just want to take a big job just for the sake of it being a big job. I won't. I think he's waiting for that nice opportunity where he's not just taking over a program in shambles and trying to build something out of it. I, th- I think he's gonna wait for the right team, the right moment. If that makes sense, like he's gonna take over a uh, like. Like at Auburn, for example, if they just uh, decided to get rid of Gus, I don't necessarily think he would be able to land quite that job, but something like something along those lines where they have really good seasons, they just haven't been able to put it together lately. Yeah. Instead of taking over, a, a, you know, like a Mississippi State that's going to be five and seven this year. Yeah, sure. In the in the SEC West and trying to build a program out of that. I mean, he might, but I I just see him waiting his turn because I think he's comfortable where he's at. Yeah. Well, um, UAB had another uh, good win today, so gets uh, UTSA. So. Uh, and you got to think because he's got that brand new stadium coming and everything, and I'm sure that he had some say so in a lot of it. Oh, he so. did. They, you know, that's been confirmed that he's. He was a, you know, a part so of he's the, he's literally building a program there, you know, from when they shut it down and I mean he's got it made. Yeah, I mean he'll get right a good now. payday. Yeah, they pay pretty well, um, yeah. but he could. Somebody's going to offer him a whole lot more at some oh, point. Yeah. Um, and I think and, some, I think he'll get some offers at the end of this year. I mean, yeah, when you think what he's done with UAB, it's incredible. So I mean, yeah, like you said, it's just a matter of time. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be at the end of this year. I think it'll be at the end of next year. But yeah, it's soon. It's coming. All right, that is all I need to know. All right. Well, that was a, another perfect segment of Knight needs to know. You're and let's very jump. <laughs> let's jump into <coughs> Alabama's win over Texas A&M today. All right, another beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> another beatdown. Yeah, not much of a fight put up. Uh, by the Aggies in the 47-28 to loss. Tua had four touchdowns, but he also had his first interception of the hey. year. The streak Which ends. Wasn't this both called? Yes, wasn't this his still. first interception last year, too, against A&M? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I remember it was late in the season, about like this around this time. It may have been. Yeah. It's either them or LSU, I think, he threw one against. So he went 21 for 34 for 293 yards. He played the whole game this week, which is something we haven't seen him do very often. Oh, you know what? It was against Tennessee. That was his first interception last year. Uh, That's right. That's right. So, uh, Devontae Smith, he had seven receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. Jerry Judy had four receptions for 50 yards. Jalen Waddell had three for 48 yards and a touchdown. Henry Ruggs had one for 33 yards and a touchdown. Um, and Najee Harris had three receptions for 19 yards and a touchdown. Najee also had a big day rushing. Uh, 20 carries, 114 yards. So he ran hard today, too. But, yeah, I thought this was Najee's best game yet. And uh, he didn't get, he didn't have too many touchdowns, just the one. But he ran incredibly hard today. Yeah, Alabama finally got the run game going. Yeah, and that was nice to see it again. Uh, something we didn't haven't seen really at all this year. And well, you don't really need saw it. Saw very little last year. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> but, sure miss uh, it. Uh, as for Kellen Mond, he uh, he went twenty four for forty two at two hundred sixty four yards and two touchdowns. Um, he looked a little better this week, but he's still he's still not very <laughs> no. good. So what we what were y'all's takeaways? Of this game, I've said my piece, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, pretty much just <laughs> pretty crazy. Our wide receivers, and um, you know, they're making it look pretty easy for Tua. And then finally getting the running game going, it's it's nice to see it. It's beautiful. So my my main takeaway was how much better the offensive line looked this week. That's been my main one of my main concerns with the team yeah, up until this point. And I, that was my concern going into this game is because the center was out, and I thought they would be blitzing the new center like crazy, but he he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he really he did. He a really good game. They flipped everybody around to compensate for that, and um, there was multiple players in different positions, but they looked better. Yeah, I believe Chris Owens. I, I could be wrong. I believe that was the new new center this week, and, yeah, he had a phenomenal game. Yeah, not only that, but the defense looked so much better. They uh, they racked up five sacks, and uh, yeah, and had a. Uh, I still think that really, would be really good game. What that, was that would be my. I said I still think that would be my main concern would be just the defense size not being as good as it usually is. Yeah, uh, and it's still not know. the defensive all. Still giving up twenty eight points. It's not the Alabama way, but. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter seven, because seven true well, freshmen. When you, can, when you score 50, yeah, why yeah. does it matter? Yeah, when you score 50, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> forgivable at the very least. <clears throat> um, but I thought they did look improved all around. I thought the team looked better. Um, also, Tua passed A.J. McCarron in this game for most touchdowns. He tied it uh, the last game and, hey, hey. and came out on top. He had four this week. Did you see the stat where uh, Tua has 27 touchdowns on the year? Or this was some point during the game. I saw it. They brought it up, like 27 touchdowns on the year. And uh, Joe Namath had like 25 in his career. Yeah, I think the number was 24, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Well, I mean, it was what, crazy. 
Yeah. I mean, Tua's averaging what four something touchdowns a game. I mean, I mean, I know it's a, a different kind of football, but that's crazy. It is, and Tua has a lot more uh, tools around him than yeah, Kmith did. It's just, it's just crazy how much the games changed. Oh, it is. You look at those numbers. It's ridiculous. You never you used to never see games with such high scores like you do now on just the regular. Even five years ago, I mean, you didn't see it as much. Or you know, Oregon may have may get it, but mm-hmm. definitely didn't see SEC teams scoring like. All of them do now. No, no. I miss those uh, three-two nah. over Mississippi State games. Those nine-six, <laughs> nine-six LSU. Al- yeah, Alabama LSU. I miss oh. that. That's my kind of man, football, that, man. That three-two over Mississippi State game. I I still remember that game like it was yesterday. That was a classic. Yeah, man. <laughs> I loved. I love. That was my favorite. I love. I think the- that's my that's my favorite span of Alabama football. Is just that those that. What, the Shula days? defense. I just love, loved that defense, man. I love, well, I love defense, yeah. I do, too, and I love running the ball. And I, I, I really enjoy watching these high-powered yeah. offenses and these, these exciting high-scoring games. But there's just something about, and I think that all Alabama and Auburn fans have a little uh, – Feel a little the run same way. There's the just ball. something, when, yeah, something when about run running the ball, the ball. You're grinding it down their throats, just three yards of carry, and three then, yards, seven yards of carry, and then you just, you and just then keep just you wearing throw them it down. And then you and throw then it all deep. All of a sudden, your defense throw, you know, gets three touchdowns. It's just, it's beautiful. It's and so it, beautiful. It's more exciting a, when your defense is that good and they score compared to an offense. Oh yeah, yeah, but, I agree with that. Yeah, see, the thing is, too, when you're able to run the ball and then you can just throw out a play action, throw it deep, I mean, that opens the pass game so much. That's why if Auburn can actually run the ball, that's what opens up their pass game. Just like against Florida, they didn't have a run game, and they knew what was coming. Yeah. Well, I asked. Every every third down means so much more. Every score means so much more. Well, we asked this question on Facebook. Um we did a poll and said, what was your biggest concern for the Crimson Tide going forward? We asked this before the game today. Uh, 57% said linebackers, 42% said offensive line. Uh, did y'all agree with that, and do you still after this game? Um, um, yeah, I still still do. I think I do, too. Just, just because the linebackers are so young. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think that's about right. I think it's close. Yeah, it made, me, but, it made um, me feel a lot better knowing that the line can actually uh, handle <laughs> different positions. Yeah. Right. The funny thing is, though, is, I mean, who cares? I mean, it's five-star linebackers coming in, so you know they're ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't coach experience, as they say. No, you can't, but it's hard to beat that kind of talent that they have. So, Well, let's talk a little bit about Texas A&M because this team is now three and three. Um, granted, their yeah. losses are two, the, arguably the three best teams uh, around, but still three and three, and that's not too great. Um, it's disappointing. What, what did this game say to y'all about Texas A&M, if anything? Well, their defense is very good. They realize that they're already three and two, and they're playing Alabama. So <laughs> we're three <laughs> you know, and three now. It's you know, it didn't really tell me that they were overly worse than I thought, better than I thought. It just it looked like a team that was, you know, has a lot of talent, but 
they're three and two playing Alabama, so I mean, yep. they couldn't expect too much. I mean, no, just all the, uh, I mean, they the, that's gotta suck, you know, to yeah. be have that good of a football team and already have three losses. A lot of hype just going that into schedule them. is uh, that schedule is brutal. Yeah. Let me pose you this question. Do you consider Texas A&M an average program? Well, as of right now, I mean, let let me give you I some would, let me give you some stats to uh, to possibly sway you. All right. I would I would it, personally if like I'm looking at it like if I'm a if I'm a recruit and I'm pinning schools against each other, I'm looking at Texas A&M to be more of an upper echelon. No, they're not. I wouldn't say they're top five, you know, well, I just, top five pigs or anything like that. But when I'm looking at majority, like, I'm putting them in the upper upper tier. I mean, I would just because of their atmosphere and their, they have a lot of tradition that they do yeah. at A&M. But, I mean, what have they really ever done you know, in the past? Well, let me, let me tell you this, stuff. Since joining the SEC... They are nine and nineteen against top twenty-five teams within the SEC. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad. They haven't done They're anything against Alabama, LSU, and Auburn since just twenty twelve. They're five and eighteen. Mm. Those stats, uh, those stats say a lot to me. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a I good. Mean, I think do, it's a good gotta... program, and I think that um, yes, I would if I was a kid and I got a scholarship or even. A glance by Jimbo Fisher, I'd go nuts. That'd be a great place to play. Oh yeah. But I don't think this is the program that people are people hype it up to be. I think that this is a program that needs I, a lot of work, and it's going to take some years to get there. We talked about this earlier. Like somebody uh, said, do you think Jimbo will win a national championship at Texas A&M? And I said, I, I just I don't think he will, just because he's in the SEC West. Like you can't. I don't expect him to surpass the being being good enough one year to beat Alabama oh. and LSU and Auburn, and then go to an SEC championship and beat Florida or Georgia, and then get try and get the playoffs. Like that's just. Yeah. I mean, how about uh, the, how about this? Do you think I he'll feel ever? Like if they were in any other conference with any other schedule, it would be a diff. You'd look at them so much differently. Like coming into the. SEC, and now, granted, your first, what, they're 9 and 19, is that what you said? That's pretty bad. Right. Uh, that was shocked me a little bit. But your second one when they're like 5 and 18 against Alabama, LSU, and Auburn, like, I mean, that doesn't surprise me because look at each one of those teams have been in the national, or, you know, they, they've all been. In the hunt. I think. They've all played for national championships or been extremely close to it since Texas A&M has joined yeah. the SEC. Well, this is all since 2012. So, LSU not necessarily, but... Auburn, 13. Auburn was, and Alabama. They've So, both of those have won and been in national championship, and LSU has has been... They were in it. They were in it one year before. That was eleven. Yeah, but yeah. they've been extremely, extremely good. They had a. They definitely had a head start. I guess you is what I'm getting at. Sure. Yeah. But uh, how about Jimbo's just now getting there, and they're just you know, I don't know. I, 
I don't about, think they're going to get – I don't think there's much upside because, like I said, I don't see them passing uh, an LSU, an Alabama, or an Auburn anytime soon, and that's just because of the past couple years. Well, if they, if they don't and the expectation is not to, which I think the expectation is, how do you justify yeah. the $75 million? Uh, You don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree. I think the expectation is to, and I don't think they realize that that's likely not going to happen. Now, it could. I mean, he's won a national championship before, and I think he will get one at some point during his tenure. I think even if he was in the East, because you got to think there's already three big players yeah. in the West, and I don't think East really has that other – I mean, some people will say Mizzou because they've won – a couple uh, SEC championship when they first got maybe like I don't consider them to be you know that third big team and the uh, everybody in the East knows it's between Georgia and Florida yeah like so I think even if somebody else was in the East then it would uh I think that would do wonders for them do you think it's just trying to play all three of the top SEC West programs and then having to go to an SEC championship if they get through that. Yeah. And then getting through all that without two losses and trying to make the college football playoff. Like, I just don't see it happening. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be justified. Do you think Jimbo will ever win the West? Just the West. Not the SEC championship, just the West. <clears throat> I think he will if he stays longer than Saban. If Saban retires during his tenure – but I think that chance grows exponentially. As long as Saban's there, and as long as you got Orgeron and some other guys there, no, I don't think he wants the West. I, yeah, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say necessarily as long as Saban's there because all he has to do is just win one game, which is very doable. Mm. If he beats Saban, I think there still has to be, there's still, yeah, somebody else has to. As long as all three teams, like I, like I said, just it goes back to as long as all three teams are still that good, he's not winning the West. That's yeah. that's my take. Yeah. Do you guys think that Jimbo is overrated, or just? I or? I think he's a little overrated. I don't think that he's necessarily overrated because I think anyone yeah. outside of Texas A and M realizes what kind of tier coach well, he is. I think he's I just, just overpaid. I yes, just think I would, that's exactly. I would agree with that. I mean, really, when I think about you know, he's the QB guru. And, I'm, I mean, I think about the only guy that he's had is Winston, right? I mean, who else has he had? That's, that's the only really, one that won a, he had, a national championship. Um, yeah. Yeah, he had Francois. Did he have Francois? Uh, I yes. think he did. Uh, yeah, for a year, I believe. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like he's done anything. <laughs> no, he hasn't. But so, I'm I mean. He was, a, he was very good, and I think he, if he had more time with Jimbo – he would have been a very good. But see, with Mon- with Mond, we haven't seen any improvement from him, and he we were supposed to see improvement. That's where I think which he's was, just which is surprising to me. It is because yeah. I I expected a lot from Mond. I did too, That's, and I think everybody did, and it was it was really disappointing to not see any improvement. I mean, if anything, it seems like he's kind of gotten worse. That's he's not I a bad quarterback, but he's not no. this great game changing guy we thought he was going to be. That's why I think yeah. Fisher's just a little, just a little bit overrated. I mean, that's just my opinion. But 
He's definitely where, overpaid. Where do you guys see Texas A&M going from here in regards to the rest of the season? I'll, I'll tell you their schedule. So their yeah, next game, you. their next game they travel to Ole Miss. Should then they win. host Mississippi State. Win. Get UTSA. Win. Then they get a bye before South Carolina. Then they so go to South Georgia. Carolina. So they go to Georgia, okay. And then they go to LSU. I think seven and five. Yeah. So they lose. Yeah. They lose Georgia and LSU. Win the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think they lose to LSU. But I think, I think it depends on what state Georgia's in when yeah. they go see Georgia. I think Georgia will bounce back, and I think they should beat a now. But I'm saying if Georgia doesn't bounce back, like, yeah, if they let's don't. say they meet in Georgia's and, they, and they're both have two or three losses. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. And Georgia's like, going to be beat uh, more so than Texas A&M likely at that point with that four-game yeah. stretch going into it. Yeah. Um, right now, I just see yeah, seven five. Like, I mean, I could easily see Texas A&M saying, "Well, you know, we're three and three right now, and not putting in effort." And then another SEC West team knocks them off. That you know, and they lose a game they're not supposed to. But if we're just talking about like, I, I think as long as they take care of business, you know, they just play. I don't see them losing to anybody else but LSU and then possibly Georgia, but definitely LSU. And I'll, well, yeah, definitely LSU. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 7-5 and five season. The for same way that, about the same way they lost Alabama today. Yeah. But if they went 7-5 and five with all the hype surrounding them this season, I'd say it was very disappointing. Yeah. I think so, too. I think it's already been a little disappointing. I think oh, that yeah. two losses were expected, but I think – they were expected to be Auburn. And yeah, I think I they were expected to be in these games better than they have been because they did not have a chance against Clemson, Auburn, or Alabama. I mean, they were never in any of those games. And that's the surprising yeah. thing. Yeah, that's the most sickening thing to me. I don't think that – I don't have any problem with those having those L's on your record because I think no. all three of those teams are better. But the fact that they didn't put up a fight is uh, is disappointing. Yeah. What are your predictions for Alabama versus Tennessee next week? Alabama will get its first night game at the stadium to show off those lights they've been teasing for a while. All right. This is a bold prediction. Okay. I'm going 58 to 7. <laughs> I don't know that that's that bold. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the first night game. Being in Bryant Denny, seeing those lights, it's a big it's rivalry game. And those kids are gonna get fired up. Yeah. I I don't see it being real close. No, I don't either. I think it's gonna get ugly really fast. It'll be over <laughs> after the first quarter. How would we just yeah. say that? I think we're all gonna have a fat cigar after. <laughs> and Justin will be uh with us next week. During. Well, yeah, so hopefully instead of no, calling in. Is, so. Yeah, so hopefully over. I'll have hopefully I'll have one after a win against Arkansas. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well let's let's talk about Auburn. Um so we did a Facebook poll with Auburn too, and we said uh we said this earlier in the week, <laughs> Hey Auburn fans, who do you want starting against Arkansas? Bo Nix or Joey Gatewood? Definitely Bo Nix. Seventy four percent agree. Say they say Bo Nix. 
and then just twenty six percent saying which is really Joe funny Gekwin. to me because the wheat the uh, Bonix didn't do great. You saw all these people on Twitter saying why is Joey Gatewood not in? So like they're I all like bench bench Nicks and it's just it's so. Funny my only problem is why isn't Auburn using Gatewood more on third downs, third and short? Yeah, That's the only problem that, I have. But. Well, I think that we're going to be seeing more of, the, more of that now that uh, Booby Whitlow is unfortunately oh, injured oh, and yeah. out for a month plus. Which is killer. Which is, chances yeah. we had against LSU. And I hate it for him also because it's going to hurt his stats and his draft stock and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, that's really going to hurt. And I think that Auburn needs that running game. And I think Joey Gatewood is the only person that can provide it, and I think we're going to see a lot more of him. He's not going to be starting or anything, but I think we'll be seeing some new packages, especially when they're coming off a bye week. Yeah. I think, I mean, Bo Nix is a good runner. He's kind of underestimated as a runner. They just kind of have more plays in there, and he's making the right reads. That's when the offense will really start working. We have to have a running quarterback, a mobile dual threat. That's the only way this offense is going to work. Yeah, when that's the, defenders the, the offensive know. system that, that yeah. Gus has installed is definitely centered around a Cam Newton-esque running back. I mean, that's the you know that's what you want, but you can't. <laughs> that's a once in a lifetime player, so you got. Yeah, I mean, but you have to have somebody that can run and throw. That's why I, I love. I mean, the best offenses look yeah with with Cam Newton, and then when Nick Marshall was there in thirteen and fourteen. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a guy like that. And that's why I think if they start kind of implementing more with Bo, because Bo is going to be a much better passer than Marshall ever was. So I just give him time. I mean, I understand last week because, you know, a lot of these freshman quarterbacks are trying to do everything they can because that's what he did at Pinson Valley. He was doing everything. Right. So I think this was a good bye week. Arkansas should be a good bounce back fix week, getting ready for LSU. I don't feel good about LSU because I don't feel good about our secondary. I feel like Joe Burrow and LSU is just going to torch us. I love our front and our linebackers, so hopefully we can get a good pass rush. But I'm just I'm worried about the offense keeping up with LSU. Well, what did this um, LSU-Florida game tell you about Auburn and about uh, LSU coming to town? Or, or Auburn coming to town? Yeah, Auburn going to LSU. <laughs> uh, gosh, uh, it's just LSU's offense is really good because Florida has a solid defense, and we saw that playing against Auburn last week, and LSU right. played great against them. So, like I said, I'm worried. This LSU offense is the, probably the best they've ever had. Yeah. Or it uh, is yeah, the, how about I it like, is the best it's ever been? This is the troubling. Like, Go ahead. I like LSU a lot over Auburn right now. A lot. I, I, I think, agree, too. I think, uh, I think the only way Auburn really defensive touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> makes it is that D-line has to show Turnovers out. Turnovers. And like a, yeah. Bo Nix has to have a game. He has to play smart and have a game. They have to utilize Joey Gatewood. Schwartz. We, to play smart. We have to get the ball to Schwartz. has to show out. Yeah. Which this I mean, is what. Oh, go ahead, sorry. You go, uh, I was just saying. I mean, the D line. If they did what they did against Florida, we'll definitely have a good chance to win. It's just the offense showing up to play. Yeah, yeah. 
And the offense is what uh, scares me about this game because Auburn struggled to put up 13 points on Florida. Struggled. And LSU easily put up the 42 on them. Yeah. And, and I know that they're going to be playing against a much harder defense when they face off against Auburn. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that because defense travels. And yeah. so with how easy it was for LSU, yeah, that's <laughs> – doesn't make me feel good. Right. Sure. Um, so Auburn is going to have Arkansas next week. Uh, that should be a good bounce-back game, getting you ready for LSU coming, or for them traveling to LSU yep. October 26th that next week. I can't I can't wait for that game, though. I think it's going to be a, a, a good game, a really intriguing one. I hope so. What do you, uh, outside of... The obvious, um, Bo Nix maybe uh, making better decisions. What do you want to see Auburn improve with over well, this bye week? Uh, hopefully the O-line improving with the run game because we had absolutely no run game against Florida. We had one good drive where Booby was finally starting to get something going, and then I'm pretty sure we turned it over in the red zone. That was the pick in the end zone. So we have to get the run game going. I'm I'm hoping we see. I mean, Cam Martin's a good back. We just he was he's been overshadowed by Carry On and now Booby. So I mean, he just hasn't had that good playing time, and so we'll see a lot of him and Shivers and probably some of the young guys too. So I really just hope to see a lot from the run game and maybe a little improvement from our secondary, because yeah. I this is probably the best tackling secondary we've had. But there's a couple of guys like. Igbenogamy and uh, Davis who <laughs> can't cover the, the save their lives. So that's what worries me. They're just going to target them the whole game. Well, I'm going to go through the list and you tell me <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10 on each of these games how confident you are. Oh, man. So, <laughs> okay. Okay, so 10 being really confident, 1 being yeah. not at all. Okay. 1 being a, a definite L. Okay. Okay, Arkansas. 9. Okay, LSU. Uh, two. Oh, that low. <laughs> it's it's pretty low. The confidence is low. Highs, highs and lows, baby. I was expecting a four. Good start there. Maybe a five, not a two. Well, how we looked against Florida, it's it's definitely <laughs> at a two. Ole Miss. Uh, that's another nine. Georgia. I at this point, after watching Georgia today, I'd say seven. Okay, that's pretty high. Yeah, I think with how Georgia looked today, that's probably our best chance yeah. to beat Georgia. And we're at home. Samford. Uh, Ten. <laughs> Alabama. Uh, let's go uh, three. Three, <laughs> okay. Because I don't see us stopping <laughs> the Alabama wide receivers. <laughs> There's yeah. no way. And we're not going to outscore y'all, so. But we're at uh, home, so maybe maybe I'll bump it up to a four. We're at home. I'll bump yeah. it up to a four. All right. Uh, Aaron, I'll do the same thing to you with Alabama. Uh, yeah. Should be a ten for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee. Oh, um, I'm going to go with a nine. Oh, come on. That's got to be a ten. <laughs> Arkansas. That's a that's a ten. Yeah. It's, yeah. LSU. I'm going to go with a Six. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, Mississippi State. 
Uh, probably a 10. That's the way they look today. <laughs> yeah. Western Carolina. Uh, nine. <laughs> Why? Because, <laughs> you, hey, I'm going. Alabama plays down every once in a while to those nobodies. Yeah, but we, they don't lose they to them. They do. Yeah, they really played uh, down the New Mexico State, didn't they? <laughs> I'm saying every once in a while, like yeah, Georgia Southern just come in and just. You know, they really embarrass us sometimes. So that's why I'm going with a nine. Yeah, they, okay, they well, actually scored. They scored a touchdown, so they embarrass you. What about all? Uh, I'm going with, let's see. Booby will be back by then. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going with a six or a seven. Okay, so about the same as LSU. Six and a half. Okay. Slightly yeah, because that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. slightly, slightly more confident than LSU, but that's right. as of right now. Well, uh, is there anything else on this topic you want to uh, add before we move on to mismanagers? I think I'm good. Yeah, I think it's time for some mismanagers. Some good stories, yeah. All right, well, let's see if I can deliver. Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I grabbed nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggie, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. I, in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now... It's time for mismanagers. Okay. All right. So, uh, story number one. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Born ready. This one is on NBC News. Bear downs 36 beers, passes out at campground. Wait, a bear? <laughs> uh, a bear. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many did you say? 36 beers. 36. So, uh, yeah, about uh, about 10 less than I drink in the mornings. <laughs> you might need to edit that out. <laughs> when state fish and wildlife agents recently found a black bear passed out on the lawn of Baker Lake Resort, <laughs> there were some clues scattered nearby. <laughs> Dozens of empty cans of Rainer beer. Rainier can you imagine? Can you imagine just watching this bear down some beers? <laughs> I mean, he's just going one after the other. What, what was he drinking? I want it. What was he drinking? I know. I know. He has huge paws and everything. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering like how it gripped the glass to. Yeah, really. Because those are some sharp it. claws. Like, I guess he would have. He would have had to hold it with both hands. And, <laughs> you know. The pair the bear apparently got into campers' coolers and used his claws and teeth to puncture the cans, and not just any cans. So the first thing I think about when reading this is Yeti is going to love this, the Yeti cooler company, because all their junk is bear-proof. That's why they sell it for hundreds of dollars. They're going to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, if you don't buy our $400 cooler, your $20 beer is going to get... Taken. Well, I guess you know, I guess Yeti's story in twenty years about a bear or ever I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess Yeti's never going to sponsor us after that. <laughs> yeah. 
He drank the Rainier and wouldn't drink the Bush beer, said Lisa Broxton, Brooke Keeper. Do you blame him? Campground. No, no, I don't. That's my no, favorite beer. It's Bush Light. You don't like the Bush lattes, man? Yeah, good old Bush no. Light. I got one right Not here really. sitting with me. Well, I know Bush. I saw that. Fish and Wildlife Enforcement Sergeant Bill Heinick. Heinick? I don't know. Said the bear did try one can of bush, but ignored the rest. <laughs> the beast then consumed about 36 cans of ringer. Jeez. A wildlife agent tried to ch- chase the bear from the campground, but the animal just climbed a tree to sleep it off for another so four many, hours. I wonder how many ounces we talk in here for 36. Well, I, I mean, can do the math real quick. I mean, it's so, a big old bear, though. A yeah, normal so can I, is yeah. 12 ounces. 12 ounces? Okay. Um, so 12 times 36. Yeah. So we're looking like in the 400 beer. area. 432 ounces. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what would a, what would a, uh, hold on. Does it say how big the bear was? Yeah, how much did it weigh? No, we're talking a black bear, so pretty good size, right? Uh, I don't know. I'll keep reading. We'll see. Um, agents then used a large humane trap to capture it for relocation, baiting the trap with the usual donuts, honey, and in this case, two open cans of reindeer. So they baited it with more beer. <laughs> that did the trick. This is the new one on me, Hank said. I've known them to get into cans, but nothing like this, and it definitely had a preference. Yeah, so it doesn't say how big the bear was. It doesn't have a picture or anything, but... Even if it's just a standard, uh, average black bear. It's I'm going to figure this out, even if we had to go to the next story. Or the, okay. Yeah, yeah you, keep, you keep looking it up, and, uh, and we'll keep going. But my question to you is, is there anything you love enough to, to eat or drink 36 of? Yes. Uh, probably what brownies. Brownies. Brownies? Yeah. To eat, to eat or drink of? Yeah. Um, yes, we don't have that long. <laughs> we'll just name something. I mean, brownies, cookies, chocolate, <laughs> ice okay. cream. Is there a wow, is there really... is there a beer you like enough to drink thirty six of? No. no, maybe a. That's a it's a firm yeah. no. Yeah. I like the bush lattes, but I ain't drinking thirty six. <laughs> I mean, I re- I just like the sissy stuff. So yeah. I mean, like actually, a Mike, like a Mike Hart. I take like that a, back. By the time I get through even a, even attempting to drink half, I'm, I'm gonna be feeling pretty good. I'm gonna be locking them, so I might get to 36. <laughs> but that's the only situation. Yeah. Yeah, and Aaron's dead on the side of the highway after that. <laughs> yeah, but we'd be all here. We'd be here all night if we're talking about just stuff I like to eat that much. We talk. <laughs> Well, here's something. Here's a story. Grapeyco, man. Here's a story that might kill your appetite. This one is by People.com. English bride decorates her wedding nails with a late father's ashes. Oh, man. What's up with these stories with the ashes, man? I don't know. I looked up average black bear weight, and it gave me a male anywhere from 130 to a 660. That's a, that's a wide what range. What range is that? That's not an average. Well, if he's consuming 36 beers, we got a 600-pounder. All right, I'll do the max weight then. <laughs> One English bride just put a meaningful twist on the tradition of wearing something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Staffordshire native Charlotte Walton found a way to incorporate her late father's ashes into her wedding nails, as seen in a YouTube tutorial posted by her cousin. 
The nails were made with love, Nikon wrote in the description box alongside her video. I created these wedding nails for my cousin Charlotte. Her father, my Uncle Nick, sadly passed away at the end of April this year. He was an absolute legend, patient, kind, and loved by so many. It was so sad that he couldn't be there to walk his daughter down the aisle on her big day. In the clip, Mekin gave her cousin a classic French ombre manicure and then applied the ashes to a wet acrylic base and added oh small gosh. flecks of silver glitter to Walton's long stiletto-shaped middle finger. She recently lost her dad, my Uncle Mick Meekin, who titled the tutorial The Memory Nails, says in a voiceover. We wanted to do something really special, so I had the idea of using my uncle's ashes inside the nails. Wait, hold on. I, I kind of blanked. I was okay, pulling this so out. Instead of just Someone having put a... ashes in their nails. Yeah, so for her wedding, her what? dad was had passed, and so they took his ashes. I thought it was her uncle. It was the YouTuber's uncle, the bride's uh, father. Gotcha. And they mm-hmm. uh, incorporated his ashes into her uh, nail paint. All right. Why? You couldn't think of anything better. Yeah. Why can't you than just have the ash nail polish? Why can't you just have the ashes there? Like it's. I mean, what makes <laughs> yeah, you think like, of? I'm just gonna put them on my nails. The, yeah. Just set the urn or whatever it's called in the seat next to your mom or yeah, if really. Terms someone else literally and then, anyone. And then you just empty them wherever you decide to. <laughs> Yeah. Know, they should have had they should have had like a little a flower girl <laughs> throwing it out. That's you know? enough. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> just throwing it on everybody there. Hey, Take some ashes. Take some ashes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be more respectful than just putting me in nail polish and nobody knowing, but <laughs> you telling everybody like, "Hey, I mixed my father's ashes in <laughs> nail polish." That's a really like, what uh, a great. What a great way to be remembered. Yeah, that, it's also like an oddly... It's just so odd. Like, I get everybody grieves in their own way, but that is odd. <laughs> like, odd. So I don't think it's too outrageous to say it would be... Well, okay, it would be a little worse. but It, <laughs> it would be a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a little worse. Oh but, goodness. I mean... Yeah, anyways, I'm just saying, there's more creative ideas out there, like getting the little flower girl. <laughs> yeah, so throwing all the ashes I mean, on everybody. you see how quick that was? I came up with that like two seconds, and yeah. all this girl can think of is, huh, uh, fingernail polish? Well, this, this story brings me to this question. When you die, what ridiculous way would you like to, uh, to be sent out? Just like a scenario in which I die, or no, 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 not how you will die. After you die, Uh, how do you want to be sent out? Like you want to, you want to be rocketed to the moon? Like what do you want to do? What? Are are you like? Are we talking about a body here? Are we talking about ashes? Either. Well, if we're talking body, I just kind of want to be thrown in the ocean. Your body thrown in the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) Tore up by sharks? No, it'll be in a casket. Just dump me in the, dump me in the ocean. <laughs> okay. Polluter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> trying to kill the earth. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm dead, so why is, it, why is it better at this point? Just so, make you know, sure it's a, a casket made of really hard plastic, uh, <laughs> just painted with lead-based paint. That's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what Justin wants. <laughs> it'll, have a bunch of, it'll just have a bunch of oil on it and everything just floating around. <laughs> Okay, well, buried at sea. What about what about you, Aaron? Oh, man, I, there's so many, so many ways. 
I could be utilized after actually, death. Actually, you know what? How about sent to... It's <laughs> a weird thing to say. <laughs> that is a weird... How about sent to Mars? What is the Mars? Like, the first yeah. corpse on Mars? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was thinking, like, he was talking about being sent, like, in the casket down uh, under the ocean. Like, what if they found... If they, like, I don't know, some wrecked ship and you put me down there and, you know... That'd be some, cool. Somebody comes along like, oh my gosh, I found a skeleton. You know, I don't know. There's just so many different ways. It would be mainly whatever it would be. It'd be pranking somebody in some way. <laughs> that's all I can. That's all I can really clarify there. Um, maybe like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of things I can say. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, How do you struggle with this? It's just because there's so many ways, man. Oh, there's so many ways to get creative with this. Well, if I have near Halloween. I could get somebody to, uh, you know, um, use me in a haunted house. Like you walk into this room and it's real dark. And yeah, and your five-day-old corpse is just... red light comes on, and my body's swinging from a <laughs> ceiling fan. <laughs> I mean, That's so bad. <laughs> there's so many different ways. And you've only been dead uh, for like a couple of days. rocketing to the moon. I could just get put on a plane and then fly over the middle of the United States over a big city and just let me out. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even in a casket. You, they just drop you, you off. Could you imagine being in your front... In your front driveway, like playing basketball with your son, <laughs> and you just boom. <laughs> you see why I'm struggling? There's so many ways, man. There's just this huge splat that happens right next to you. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Well, I have a story. My final story ties into this question. Well, hold on. Before we get into that, I want to point out. <laughs> Nothing to do with the last one. It goes back to the first one. Um, uh, so if you were, if there was a, ma- if you were a, ma- this is obviously made for humans, but uh, I don't think of differ that much. If you're a male human that weighs 600 pounds and you drink 36 beers, and I didn't know how long, how fast he drank the beers. So yeah. I did it with, for, you said something about four uh, four hours. So I put in four hours. Your uh, blood alcohol content is 0.25%. Oh, my gosh. And it will gosh. take you 17 hours to get to zero. <laughs> that I believe that's less than the, the in our first mismanager story, the lady that got pulled over twice. Jeez. I think yeah, her blood insane. alcohol content was more than that. I could be wrong. Yeah, which is insane, but you also got to think this is a 600-pound bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So yeah, imagine if a person did that. So let, let me just change the numbers real quick. Yeah. Let's say it's a let's say it's a 200-pound woman, 36 <laughs> beers. Well, a 200-pound man, it's 0. .8, 0.87%. So you're pretty much dead. <laughs> If yeah. you drink thirty six beers in four hours, so yeah, you're you're a goner. You're dead. <laughs> it takes you over. T- it takes you over two days to get to zero percent. It takes fifty eight oh hours. So, anyways, that's I just had to point that out. <laughs> well, that was some some good analysis. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank anytime. If anybody is looking for a creative way to go out, let's just brainstorm and, uh, you know, just hit me up. I, I, I charge fairly if I get the opportunity. So, 
right. Now that that's out of the way, let's move into the last story before I get kicked off the podcast. Okay, so um, I know that every week I say that I found the weirdest story yet. I don't think I'll top this one again. This is this is the the peak, the peak of mismanagers. Uh, it's all downhill from here because I will never find another headline as confusing and and just interesting Sorry as this that. one. And I guarantee y'all are gonna have to ask me at least one more time to repeat it. Before I read this, I want to say this is a true story. Uh, this one is from the Daily Mail, but I found articles by People.com and other like highly regarded news stations that reported on this. And uh, let me just say, I I really didn't believe it at first, but it, it's so, true. So, this is credible. This is credible. Alright. Are you ready? This better be good. I'm just going to read you the headline. The headline is really long. <laughs> oh, okay, man. here we go. Man who donated his mother's body to an Arizona center for Alzheimer's research discovers it was sold to the U.S. military for $6,000, strapped to a chair, and blown up in blast testing. (laughs) (laughs) To what? (laughs) Need me to read that again? (laughs) Please go for it. Oh my gosh, I think I'm just cracking up over it right now. (laughs) Okay, Okay, pay attention now. Man. I'm, a good, I'm a good person too. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I think we said this last week. If you say you're a good person, good people don't do that. Good people don't feel the need to I'm say they're a good person. <laughs> it's like how crazy people will constantly try to convince you they're not crazy. I, I'm not crazy, man. <laughs> I'm a great person. <laughs> okay, reading this again. Man who donated his mother's body to an Arizona center for Alzheimer's research discovers it was sold to the U.S. military for just $6,000, strapped to a chair, and blown up in a blast test. Can you imagine you know, finding everything out? Everything I said before. Forget it. This is how I want to go out. I want you... First of all, I want to know how this man discovered this happened. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's my mom's body. How how did he find out about this? I mean, I guess we'll find out when I read it. Can you imagine someone telling you, Hey, uh, sorry to inform you, but uh, we actually sent your uh, mother's body to the military, and they blew it to pieces, man. There's nothing left of her. But don't worry. We got $6,000 of it, but uh, you're not going to see a penny of that. <laughs> you're not getting any of it. Yeah, like, why couldn't he just do that? Why couldn't he sell it? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> An Arizona man has spoken out about the heartbreak he endured when learning that the body of his mother, which he donated to a medical research center, was sold off to the military and blown up in a blast-testing experiment. Doris Stoffer, 73, died five years ago in hospice care following a several-year battle with Alzheimer's, despite doctors saying she didn't carry the gene for the disease. Medical officials feared the condition may have mutated and hoped to study her brain after her death to further investigate. So pretty serious stuff. Yeah. It's something they don't really understand. So then why in the world... Oh, I guess... Oh, it, Money talks. They finished their research. They were like, what else am I going to do with her? However, when she died in 2014, her neurologist was unable to accept her remains, so her son, Jim, 
reached out to a number of donation facilities who he hoped would continue the investigation. Finally, he settled on the Biological Research Center in Maricopa, Maricopa County following a recommendation from a nurse under the agreement that the company, led by Stephen Gore, would send her brain to a neurological research group. So this guy, he's just, you know, he's heartbroken and he wants to help others that are struggling with this by, you know, letting them study his, so, his mother. Yeah, this is yeah, great. Let's not get that twisted. This is, yeah. <laughs> we're sitting here laughing, but it's, it's pretty disturbing. <laughs> it is, yeah. That. It's pretty, but on the other hand, what in the world is going on? I feel foolish, what? Jim Stauffer told Fox 6. Learning the true fate of his mother's remains. Because I'm not a trusting person, but in this situation, you have no idea this is going on. You trust. I think that trust is what they fed on. Jim recalled how an official from BRC came to pick up his mother's remains within 45 minutes of her death. There, he said he signed an agreement with the official in which the detailed that would and would not happen to Doris' remains. Several days later, he received a wooden box that contained the majority of his mother's ashes, However, no information was provided about how Doris's body was used or where the rest of her remains were. Another three I years would pass. I thought the whole point was to study her brain. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, it was. Did, and apparently he thought, take, he thought that's what happened. He thought that was... Were they just using the brain and then that's it? Yeah, that was basically the all they... Yeah, that's all they needed was the brain. Yeah. Another three years... Tell that much after? Like... Yeah, because... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that stuff works. I thought it would be. I thought you'd still have to be active to see. I don't know. That well, they could just kind of see. Way over. I guess. I guess they can just see how the brain might have deteriorated over time due to the disease. I don't know. Another three years would pass before he learned what really happened to his mother. When a reporter from Reuters sent him a series of documents, the records showed that the that BRC workers detached one of Dorstoffer's hands for cremation. After sending those ashes back to her son, the company sold and shipped the rest of Stoffer's body, including her brain, to a taxpayer-funded research blast-testing project for the U.S. Oh Army. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. So they can't really messed up. Why do, they need the real, why do they need a real body for Yeah, why can't they use... Yeah. Doris's cadaver was then strapped into a chair on some sort of apparatus and an explosive device was detonated beneath her. The idea of the experiment was to get an idea of what the human body goes through when a vehicle is hit by an IED, the documents entailed. Huh. There was actually wording on this paperwork about performing this stuff, Jim said, performing these medical tests that may involve explosions, and we said no. We checked the no box on all that. BRC and medical records show that at least 20 other bodies were also used in the blast experiments without permission of the donors or their relatives. The donated bodies were all sold to the military for just $5,893 each. Officials of the project said they never received the consent forms from the donors or their families that along with the cadavers. Instead, they were forced to rely on the assurances of BRC that the families or donors had all agreed to be used in a specific type of research. Jim says he still struggles with the reality of the of the grisly end his mother's remains met, adding that his memory of her are regularly plagued with visions of the experiment. Wow. I, just, I don't even know how... Uh, so do they even really do much research on her brain? They did none. They just blew it up. 
That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, and the article goes on and on and on, and it's actually really interesting. So, pretty much money talks. That we're pretty much getting at here. I guess six thousand dollars. Yeah, but really they're gonna talks. be talking a lot more than six thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah after, after they get lawyer. sued. Yeah, and as it goes on, that that's uh, there's some people that have already sued them for this when they've had to pay hun- like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you can go on and and read it for yourself. This article is by the Daily Mail uh, dot com, and it's actually really detailed. But yeah, wow. okay. Now, well, but when I, I read that headline for the first to time, on a bad note, you know what I'm saying? I thought, yeah. what did I just read? <laughs> There's, oh my gosh. It's so long. There's so much information in it, and it's just it it grabs your attention. <laughs> for sure. Jeez, so now that just makes me doubt about anything like that. Like, what are they going to do with my body if I'm like, hey, you can donate to research? They're just going to blow gonna- me up. Yeah, you're going to try to be sent to Mars, and they're just going to light you on fire and throw, like, throw let's tomatoes see, at let's, you. Let's see what a body goes through when a rocket ship explodes. <laughs> let's Man. see what the body goes through when we shoot it with uh, a lot of paintballs and then uh, <laughs> and set it on oh, fire. Gosh. I mean, I, I guess uh, that's important research for the military just to see how they can treat those certain injuries. Yeah, but if you're gonna do that, of course you're not. Whatever, whoever the company was for the Alzheimer's, golly, and just to do that and not actually do the research, I hope they do get sued. Yeah, well, it's apparently starting already, but yeah, they need to get sued for all their work, in my opinion. But because that's, I mean, that's some good research they could have done to see yeah. what some better treatments we can do. And instead, and oh, and it we'll was a problem that. Like, they didn't know how this happened. Like, she didn't have because yeah, it wasn't genetic. To, yeah. yeah. Just, and, yeah, but uh, just a waste. Mm-hmm. But because I don't want to end the podcast on such a negative note, we have all uh, taken some time to yeah. write out our there we go. T- what we believe the top ten should be. Not what we think it's going to be, but what we think it should be uh, following this. this week. Yeah, so, uh, Justin, do you want to start us off? All right, let's do it. Here we go. How about we? Uh, how about we? Uh, we each will like. We'll each name our number one. Then we'll each name our number two. We'll or or do y'all want to go? Or how about we go ten to one? Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right. Well, <clears> I guess I'll. I guess I'll start with number ten. Is Notre Dame? Interesting. What What is your uh, reasoning for that? Um, I think the rest of the teams I have a, ahead of them are better. I think I'm, <laughs> that's a good one. It's <laughs> mean, always a good reason to rank them lower. Yeah. That's a it's a good reason, man. Uh, okay. I just I I did like how Notre Dame played against Georgia, but hmm. with how Georgia lost today, I mean, does that really mean much? Sure. They struggled with USC today. Not very. I mean, USC's had a couple good wins, but they've had some bad losses. Yeah. So I like them at ten. That's fair enough. Aaron, who you got? Okay, so I kind of made two. I actually made three different lists. Oh my gosh! And the reason is because there's one where I think what I think it's going to be, and what I think it should be. Um, and then there's we're just going to forget that other one because uh, it, it gets really deep. So, anyways, I'm just going to stick to what 
I think it should be. Like, if I was in charge of ranking teams, mm. this is what I would, mainly based off of their previous schedule and not the eye test. Because, in my opinion, there's so many teams that look so good when you don't play people and you don't know until they do. <coughs> Ohio like, State. It's just... <laughs> yeah. But, also, with that being said... There's also Bama, so I can't really say much. <laughs> that's true. Being, that, no, that's I'm being very realistic true. here. I'm glad okay. you I'm noticed being that. Realistic. So this is just what I would do. Just more preference that. Okay. Uh, um. So I guess if I have to go number ten. <sighs> Didn't think it'd take you this long. Oh my gosh, this is the number ten team. It shouldn't take you this long. <laughs> Holy cow. Wait, what? He said, said just get on me. with it. My gosh. <clears throat> so, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with... Uh, actually, hold on. Oh, my Nick, goodness. Go ahead. Nick, go ahead. Georgia. Is <laughs> that easy? Okay. I got okay, Georgia and Jim. They lost <laughs> today. I don't think they're... Better than the so, other teams I have ahead of them. I think I feel. So you have Notre Dame they, ahead of them. I do. Wow. Okay. Um, that doesn't make much sense now. I think about it. No, it does not. So let me switch that. I'm going to put Notre Dame at ten. Georgia okay. at nine. Yeah. There you yep. go. Okay. Would you like to say your number ten pick now, or are you still trying to play with yourself right, and so figure it out? I think I have to go. I think I got to go with. Auburn. Wow, okay. Okay. All right. Why? Number 10. Why? See, it doesn't make much sense if we're going backwards. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. All right, but, no, move, on, move, on, move on, move on, move on. All right, number nine for you, Justin. <clears throat> uh, Penn State. Penn State. Yes. They had a. Uh, they had another win this uh, today. They are Good undefeated win against so Iowa. Undefeated, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they have the. Now, do they play Ohio State? At, are they at home? Uh, I don't know, but I can look and see. I think that'll be an interesting game. Let's just yeah. say that. Uh, let's see, uh, Aaron, go ahead and name yours while I look that up. Uh, that's what I was doing. Okay, um, my number nine is Georgia. Why is that? Because I believe they are the ninth best team on this, <laughs> on this thing. I have great reason. They, uh, Penn State is but, at Ohio State, by the way. Yeah, so we'll see. Aaron, you like started a sentence, then you just stopped it. Uh, yeah, did I? I am so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what was going I'm, on there. I'm, I'm it was so silent. I'm distracted. I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to look this up. I was trying to figure uh, out what the heck was going on. Uh, <laughs> um, hold on. I'll be. I'll, I will be back with you in a moment. Yeah. All right. Anyways, I said my number nine team was Georgia. So. All right. Let's take a well, I'll go ahead and say. Okay. Well, I. I okay. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> So I got that wrong, and that's what I, I don't know why I did that, but my number 10 is actually Georgia, and my number 9 is Auburn. I am so sorry I messed that up. That's okay. what was confusing me. I was like, why did I do it that way? But anyways, all right, go ahead. I'm so no, sorry. Number 8, Justin. 
All right, number eight is Georgia. Interesting. So they only fall from three to three to, eight. Three to eight. I think they're still better than I. They're still a better team than Penn State and Notre Dame. Sure. So I like them at eight. Okay. Aaron. Who was your number eight, Nick? My number eight is also Georgia. Um, They're with Aaron. I I mean, with uh, Justin. I think that they're... Oh, I'm sorry. My number eight is uh, Auburn. I think they are uh, better than Georgia, better than Notre Dame, but maybe not. Uh, But they lost to Florida, so I've got uh, them behind them and a few others. So, yeah, I've got Auburn number eight. Okay. So, yeah, just to be clear, because my number ten is Georgia, my number nine is Auburn, and my number eight is Florida. Okay. Sure. Because those are all, I put all the one-loss teams at eight, nine, and ten that I think deserve to be in the top ten. Yeah. And in that order, because I I still think Auburn's going to beat Georgia, and I still think Florida's going to beat, I mean, I think Georgia's going to beat Auburn, and I think Florida's going to beat... Whatever, I'm confusing myself now. Anyways, my eight's Florida. Go ahead. Well, we need so we need sorry. to start uh, kind of flying through these because we are running pretty late on the show already. Pretty late. Yeah, yeah. this is okay. a pretty long one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, my number seven is Florida. They don't change. They played a great LSU team today. I think they're still really good. They stay at seven. Aaron? Uh, my seven is Clemson. And that's Whoa. just because that is wow. controversial right there. The defending hey, national champion. Hey, I told y'all I was gonna be real. It's they okay. haven't played anybody. I mean, I guess Texas A&M. They played A&M. I mean, okay. Heck, they played. They played Florida State today. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, everybody, calm down. <laughs> so this is just like I know it's not ever gonna be this. This is just if I was ranking it. And I had the best teams that look the most impressive right now with the most impressive resume, and then just chopping them down as they go. As you, you know get what, a loss, you drop. What's okay. funny is I remember you saying lastly last week Clemson shouldn't have dropped from one to two. No, no, I, I still don't think they should. If like <clears throat> like the way they run the way. College football runs their poll right now. They okay. shouldn't drop. But I'm saying okay. this: if it was all up this to is, me, this is like this your is, power rankings. Yes. Okay. So you're saying that Clemson is the worst undefeated team? Yes, just because they don't have the schedule to back it up. They don't have the wins to back it up. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Nick. I, Nick. I have. Seven. I've got Florida, like you, Justin. Um, all right. Yeah. I don't move them down, and I. You know, I think they played a good game today, and I think they're improving, and I think they're going to keep getting better. So uh, I'm going to leave them right there at seven. All right, number six. I think this is kind of one of the underrated teams that's looked really good this year. Wisconsin. Yeah, they have, and they're you know they're undefeated. Obviously. And they shut out. I mean, they've shut out three teams this this year. They shut out Michigan State today. The defense is something else. Yeah, their defense. Uh, Aaron had a stat about their defense. I believe it was that they've scored more points than they've allowed. Is that right? Uh, Wisconsin? Yeah. Yes, they have allowed four touchdowns, and their defense has scored four touchdowns. Oh, That's my insane. gosh. That's incredible. Pretty crazy. Yeah. All right, so we're at number six? Yes. All right, my number six is Ohio State. Okay. Another pretty yeah. controversial just, one. Just because... They don't have the resume yet. 
Do I think I they'll get it? Probably. They just don't have it quite yet. But they have a better one than Clemson, in my opinion. I'm going to be interested to see how you justify where you put Alabama. Um, oh, stay we'll, tuned. We'll, we'll get to that. I also have Wisconsin number six uh, for the exact same reasons that you said, Justin. I think that they are a good team, and um, this is the first week that I've just really noticed them. Um, mainly thanks to Aaron because he really pointed out, like, hey, this Wisconsin team looks pretty legit, and I yeah. think he's right. So, uh, yeah, I got him right there at number six. All right, number five, just right ahead of you, Aaron, Ohio State. I agree. They haven't really played anybody, but I think they're still a pretty solid team, so I like them at five. Okay. My number five is Bama. So oh, okay. So, so you the did The reason I put them is in front of Ohio State what the is heck because are you doing? they have played Texas A&M, and that's about as many ranked teams as Ohio State played, and I would never put Ohio State in front of Alabama just because I'm not a big fan of Ohio State, and I can't do that, even though I am being real. So that's about right for me. Is it number five for Alabama? Just because of the schedule thing. Well, for me, I have Oklahoma at number five. Oh, um, okay. I think that they are one of the best teams in the nation, and they've proved it with their scheduling so far. Um, and, yeah, they had, a, they had a very good win over Texas today, so I think they should be right there at number five. All right, number four, I've got Oklahoma. I think they've got better win than Ohio State does with beating Texas today. Uh, they have, I think they have probably the top three best offenses in the country. Their defense is probably the best it's been in a long time. I think Oklahoma could be a scary team in the playoffs. Yeah. I have Oklahoma at number four as well because oh, yeah. of that win. I believe they go ahead of Bama just because of the strength of schedule. They're still undefeated. And they are, they do look good. Their defense is much improved, and that goes a long way with them. So, yep. yep. Well, at number four, I've got Ohio State, and the reason I have them above Oklahoma is because I think this team is angry, and uh, I think they are uh, they've been counted out a little bit um, ever since Urban has left. They aren't expected to reach the college ball playoff, especially at the beginning of the year. And I think they want to prove everybody wrong, so I think uh, they're going to beat down Michigan later in the year, and I think they have a good chance of making the playoff. So I'm going to put them right there at number four. All right, this has just been a late change to number three, but I have Clemson at number three. Um, I still think they're the reigning national champions. They have a great defense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, will get it going as the season keeps going. Uh, they're going to win the ACC easily, and I think I, – I don't – oh, gosh. I don't know really what to say about Clemson with how they've looked so far this season. I don't know if they'll make it to the national championship with how some of these other teams have been looking, but they'll be there in the semifinal. Yeah. All right, so number three, I have – Penn State. Okay. Oh my gosh! This, oh, is, okay. this is just because <laughs> they barely beat Pitt. Strength of schedule. Who's strength of schedule. I'm about to tell you their strength of schedule. They no, played seventy-nine Iowa. to seven Not there for the rest of the season. I'm talking about just who they've played and 
They played they, Iowa. Okay, I'm about to tell you who they played. Iowa's they beat good. Idaho 79 to 7. They beat Buffalo. <laughs> 79. Buffalo 45 to 13. Pittsburgh. Buffalo's pretty good. 17 to 10. <laughs> they barely beat Pittsburgh. Maryland okay. 59 to 0. Good shout out. Purdue 35 7. Mm-hmm. And then Iowa mm-hmm. today 17 12. You have you them lost. as the third best team in the country. You lost. I do not think. No, if I'm thinking how it will end up, no, I don't think it will. But I think right now they deserve to be ranked oh my three until proven otherwise. Okay. You just lost all it's credibility. Like innocent until proven guilty. They're the third best ranked team based on their strength of schedule, which is and, not very good. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay, and and um, their wins. And uh, until no, I, until proven otherwise, I thought you were kind of. And a do smart. I think they'll get proven otherwise? Absolutely. I, I think they get proven otherwise next week against Michigan. I don't think that's that's the take because I think, I, or at least I hope not. I, I hope they beat Michigan into the ground. But I thought yeah. I thought you were a smart guy, but never in my life would I've pictured Penn State in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told you I've been real, man. All right. Well, I'm being real, putting Clemson in the uh, number three, uh, along you. with me, you, me, Justin. Yeah, we have we have similar <laughs> mindsets. Thank you. Uh, I think our last three have been the same or close to it, but I've got Clemson there. Yeah. The defending national champs—they're not the same team they were last year. They're a little weaker, it seems. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and leave them at number three. All right. This was tough, but. I've got LSU at number two. Um, I'm thinking of this, trying to compare them to Bama. I don't see them beating Alabama later in the season. But I think LSU, even with that one loss, has a great opportunity. They're still making the playoff, and I think they can make – they can do a lot of damage. They're a really great team. Aaron? All right. Number, number two, I have Wisconsin. No, so gosh. the reason I have Wisconsin is because Are they you a little Big Ten? Dominated. No, it's just until they prove otherwise. I mean I mean until they prove that they're not, they have the best they have the second best resume, I think. because um, they dominated Michigan. Dominated Michigan and You're tell- I don't uh, remember who they okay. played today, honestly. I just went blank, but they dominated whoever that was. Michigan as well. State. Yeah, they yeah. thirty eight to nothing. Which is which has a very good run defense. Michigan State sucks. They lost to Arizona uh, State. Which is ranked right now. They lost to Arizona State at home. They uh well okay. Wisconsin beat South Florida forty nine to nothing. Central Michigan sixty one to nothing. Michigan thirty five fourteen. Saying. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Wisconsin's a good team. Yeah, so twenty one. Wisconsin's a really good team. They just have Kent State forty eight really nothing anybody. and Michigan State thirty eight nothing. Do I so think they've had the four shutouts. Yeah. I'm not saying I think they're gonna wind up and end up being the second best team. I'm saying right now I, I they know have what you're the saying. best resume. I know what you're saying. So far. Like that's all I'm getting at. That's why so, I said I made different lists. So you're we, telling there's me there's different ways to look at this. Okay, okay. Number two, I've got LSU. Um I think they are the second best or the best team in the country. I still think that Alabama barely edges them out. Um, but, yeah, I think in my personal my personal theory and what I'd, what I'd like to see play out is Alabama beats LSU. Alabama uh, LSU wins the rest of their games. Alabama wins the SEC championship. 
and then we get a rematch in the college football playoff, and it would no. also be a rematch for 2011. No, no, <laughs> please no. <laughs> I'm not saying that was going to happen, but I, I think it'd be fun. All right, my number one, pretty easy, Alabama. Uh, defense isn't as good as it usually is, but the offense, best it's ever been for Alabama. <laughs> Nobody's stopping their wide receivers man-to-man. You had the best quarterback in the country. Easily my number one team. Now, Aaron, I want you to wait because I want you to go last because I'm curious to see who yeah. you put here. But I'm going to go ahead and put uh, Alabama there too for all the exact same reasons. Nothing else nope. really needs to be explained. Um, nope. I just think they're the best in the country right now. All right, so number one, I have LSU because okay. they've – That's that's a good they, one. I like that. Yeah. They've – just because they've got the best resume overall by far. Mm-hmm. And do I think they're going to beat Bama? No. Do I think this is how this is, list is going to end up? By no means not even remotely close. But for right now, they by far have the best two wins out of anybody in the country, and they also look extremely well while doing it. No, I think that's fair. Sure. I think those two yeah. are pretty interchangeable right now. So, yeah, now, if I was gonna do it like y'all, I would have Bama at number one, and I'd probably have Clemson at number two, or vice versa. Uh, and um, you know, then I would have LSU, and then I would probably have Ohio State up there, and Oklahoma up there, and Wisconsin and Penn State would be, you know, down until proven. But as of right now, their schedules are much better than. Just from what they played so far, they're not yeah. not in the long term, but for well, right now they've played. I think it's good more to look at Ohio it. State and Bama. I think it's good to look at it in different ways too. It makes it a little more interesting. So I've got nothing, yeah. no, nothing against that, but it was definitely surprising. That's why I said I had a definitely that's why I said I had a couple of lists. Told you. Well, let's sitting right outside mine, I also did on eleven and twelve because I didn't know if y'all would bring it up. But eleven is Notre Dame, um, and twelve is Oregon. Yeah, actually, they both I, have one losses, and uh, the only reason I put Notre Dame ahead of Oregon is I don't know. Actually, they, them and <laughs> Oregon are about eleven and twelve, and Georgia and Auburn about nine and ten for me. So those okay. those four, as long as they go right there, and then All the right. rest is like I said. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. This has been a bit of a long episode, so we appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, remember to check out our new website, thegamemanagers.com. Uh, just those three words. And you can find us on social media at TGM Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us in with your questions and suggested topics at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. You can follow me personally at Norisosaurus. That's N-O-R-R-I-S-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. Uh, and... I always ask this. You guys always say no. Is there anywhere people can find you? Just look up my name on Facebook. Look up Justin Knight on Facebook. Aaron is silent. You can find us (laughs) on Patreon. (laughs) We will have some uh, content up there soon. We have some good plans for stuff. We just got to find some time to do it. Uh, We Uh, should do one uh, next Saturday. Yeah, we will. We will do that. Playing the Doug Flutie game. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. So next Saturday, we're going to record, and then that'll be up sometime the next week. Um, You can subscribe for some future content wherever you're listening, whether that be on your podcast app or on YouTube. 
uh, and leave a nice review if you like the show. That really helps us out more than anything. So, um, or tell us we really suck. And or tell us we really <laughs> suck and really hurt us. That's fine, too. Yeah. Uh, shirts are available at Tee Public. I'm wearing one right now. I know I say that every weekend, but they're my Saturday shirts, and they're really comfortable. Uh, we're also doing giveaways. We have a weekly giveaway for the winner of Tide vs. Tigers trivia. If you want to participate in that, be sure to uh, go check out our Facebook. I think we usually post uh, post the giveaway on Wednesdays, so check that out. We also are doing ticket giveaways for both Alabama and Auburn uh, football games, so look at our Facebook for that too. And I believe that is the show. That should be it. Should be it. I'm not sure if we lost Aaron. I think we might have lost Aaron's, yeah, I think he's asleep. His mic must have come unplugged or something. Hopefully. All right, well. Don't lose any audio. War War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, I'll say adios for Aaron. Y'all have a good night. He can't hear me, but I'm still here. Adios.